This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Good evening, listeners. It's so lovely to be with you again. Um, this month, our topic is Christ centered recovery and restoration. And we're talking to you who are struggling with some kinds of hurts, hang-ups, and habits, like all of us. That definitely includes mm, all of us, because mm, that's mm. part of the sinful behavior that we struggle with. I put up my hand. Yeah, me too. For some, it's addictions to a substance like alcohol, cigarettes, drugs, prescription drugs, over-the-counter drugs. For others, it could be a process addiction, like addiction to gambling, porn, sex, or even more socially acceptable things like surfing the internet, TV, sports, or other things. Mm. Addiction is a family disease. Regardless of what kind of addiction it is, mm. yeah, in in it, it really affects the whole family. So it's it's not an isolated thing, just of one individual in the family. It whether that person is staying with the family or not, but it is really includes the whole family that is experiencing some form of of hurt or hang-up um, or dysfunction because of of the addiction. And uh, therefore, we we'd also talk to family and friends of those that are caught up in addiction. And, um, you know, any kind of habit uh, that we want to stop. Mm-hmm. Um, like overeating, for example, is mm-hmm. we just want to get overeating. We feel that I'm overweight and mm. this is my situation. And I want to eat less. And uh, mm. there are certain things that we can do as a family mm. um, to overcome that hurt or hang-up or, or, or a habit. Mm. And then also, sometimes the family members and friends of someone who's struggling with an addiction get so preoccupied mm. with with the person with the with the addict mm. that they almost get addicted to trying to help or fix that addict mm. and mm. that's my story right yeah. and uh, for listeners who perhaps have, have not heard one of our previous programs we talk about co-addiction codependency mm. is where mm. somebody is so focused on somebody else's problem that they are not able to see and focus on their own um, yeah. struggles. And it feels right. Eh? Mm-hmm. It, fe- it feels even righteous. A very biblical sometimes. Yeah, yeah, because I remember like when you were still struggling many years ago with your addiction, I thought, because I'm your helpmate. Mm-hmm. And the Lord says, um, you know, if you think about Corinthians, it says love covers everything. Yeah. It hopes. It, uh, what, what is Corinthians that mm. says? Um, it covers all a multitude of sins, and yes. it, it hopes. Mm. It, it, um, what's the other one? What's the, there's a third one to it now. I, I can't remember now. Mm, but, I, can't, I yeah. can't call it to mind immediately. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, so, so that, that I really thought it was my job to mm. pray for you and to help you not to do the things that you try to do. And I got so busy with that that I had forgotten about me and my mm. life. Mm. And uh, so I often talk on this program from the point of view of friends and family members of addicts. And mm. Frederick? I, and I speak once again, or not once again, but I speak from the, the viewpoint of the addict. Um, you know, we, we, the, the addict and the partner or the friend of the addict 
um, experience it from very, very different uh, perspectives and um, very different experiences. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I really try to overcome my addiction as a believer, as a Christian, was to pray more and to um, do more quiet times and uh, really ask the Lord to take away this uh, addiction. And But very strangely, even in that, it was not a Christ-centered uh, approach that I had because my, my relationship with Jesus was so affected by my addiction that I couldn't really connect with him. Um, I could not experience intimacy intimacy with him, um, with my family, with my friends, and with my wife, with myself. I couldn't connect intimately um, because they also say that the uh, sex addiction is an intimacy disorder. We're unable to connect intimately with another human being. And then all addictions, uh, in, in, in a situation where there's an addiction, the person who struggles with the addiction's greatest relationship is with the addiction. Yeah, yeah. So that person favors, whether it's alcohol, whether it's drugs, irregardless of what mm, it is, mm, the mm. person is the greatest obsession is to connect with that with yeah, that substance yeah. in order to escape or, or, be, or, or behavior or behavior yeah, yeah. right mm. to feel better or to cope with life mm. and that mm. is the main thing of that hey and then maybe listeners you would think but this is a christian program and we mm. are christians and what are you talking about how could you even mention anything like this on the air but we are sinful people, yeah. and the Bible says often that sin is crouching at your door, and unfortunately, mm. we open that door. Mm. Um, mm. We don't, uh, we get into the habit, and often because of childhood things, and we cannot stop doing that thing, and that reminds me of that scriptures uh, from Romans, and today we're going to go a little bit into that in, in Romans 7 that says, for I do not understand my own actions. I'm reading, I'm reading from the Amplified. I'm baffled and I'm bewildered by them. Mm. And I'm sure you can identify with that, yes, Frederick, absolutely. when you kept on I doing can, what you didn't want to do. Mm. I must say, I was also bewildered because you kept on saying <laughs> you're going to stop and then mm. you didn't stop. Mm. And you said you're never going to do it again, right? Mm. Okay, and continue from the Bible. I do not practice what I want to do, but I'm doing the very thing I hate. And yielding to my human nature, my worldliness, my sinful capacity. Now, if I habitually do what I do not want to do, that means I agree with the law, confessing that it's good, morally excellent. So now, if that's the case, then it's no longer I who do it, the disobedient thing which I despise, but the sin nature which lives in me. What do you mm. want to say about that? Sure, yeah, I can so totally identify with that, Suki. And, you know, if I think of the, uh, the beginning stages of my restoration journey, is how often I expressed my, my grief and my regret and remorse um, about what I was doing, about mm. watching porn on the Internet. You're and almost disgust sometimes. Yeah, that how could I, you do I, it? I, I remember. I was disgusted, and mm. um, and I just felt I couldn't 
get over this thing. I, I couldn't just stop. Um, mm. And even though I said many, many times, this is the last time. I'm mm. not going to do it again. Mm. And um, But I do it again. Mm. You know, um, One of the pastors that uh, we were um, under, under leadership uh, was saying that we're actually all addicted to sin mm. because we want to stop doing that sin but we do it over and over and over again expecting our serenity or sanity to be returned um, or to be fulfilled mm. but it doesn't work and it affects our relationship with jesus mm-hmm. Absolutely. it affects my relationship with those closest to mm. me with mm. especially friends of um, family of addicts uh, yes it's hard it breaks relationships and it breaks intimacy Yeah, so I'm going to continue reading from the scripture because I wanted to get to the good part. But before before we get to the good part, we need to wrestle through this difficult part. Verse 18 says, For I know that nothing good lives in me, that is, in my flesh, my human nature, my worldliness, and my sinful capacity. For the willingness to do good is present in me, but doing of good is not. 19 says, For the good that I want to do, I do not do, but I practice the very evil that I do not want. I think this is the verse that mm. we that we quoted the most in this program. Mm. And then it continues to say, Wretched and the miserable man that I am, who will rescue me and set me free from this body of death, death this corrupt mortal existence? And now this is where the good news comes in mm. at last. Frederick, you want to tell, tell us something about you know, this? Uh, uh, we always say in our program, Suki, that it doesn't end there. Oh, that's hallelujah. Not, that's not the end of the story. Mm. Um, and that is not where we get stuck in our journey of recovery and restoration mm. because there's a next step. Mm. There is hope. Mm. Um, I can talk about years uh, it's almost five years of of sobriety Mm. and so there is hope there is a way out of whatever you are struggling with whatever Mm. issue you have and um, there's a verse 25 that says thanks be to god for my deliverance Mm. through jesus christ our savior and there's an exclamation mark after Mm. that Mm. And it's really something to shout for joy with. Mm, and that's why we say Christ-centered recovery. Yes. It's the only way. Mm. I know so often in this program, sometimes we talk about psychological theories. But at the end, it's all about Jesus. Yes. If we don't come to the end of ourselves and mm. to a place where we see we cannot help ourselves, mm. we know that it's only Jesus that can save us. Because, I want to say that again, thanks be to God for my deliverance through Jesus, Jesus Christ, Christ our, our Lord. Lord. Yes, mm. amen. Mm. So then, on the one hand, I myself with my mind serve the law of God But on the other hand, with my flesh, my human nature, my worldliness, my sinful capacity, I serve the law of sin. Mm, Yes, but like you said, fortunately, um, there's also a chapter 8. 
And I love it, Suki, that we don't have to get stuck in our hurt, hang-ups and habits. Mm. We can move away from them mm. and that that hope is in Christ. But Suki, let's just take a break before we continue with the fortunate part mm. of mm-hmm. restoration and recovery. Thank you, listeners, for staying with us and uh, coming back. And uh, yeah, we, we have this privilege of saying that the story does not end with our hurts, hang-ups, and struggles, but there is hope. Amen. And for those who just tuned in, our topic for this whole month of March is on Christ-centered recovery and restoration. Mm. And we just started with Romans 7 and now we add Romans 8 that gives us the good news about the sin that we struggle with that says, therefore, there is now no condemnation. Isn't that beautiful, Freddie? Oh, no wow, guilty so verdict, no punishment for those who are in Jesus Christ, who believe in him as personal Lord and Savior. Yeah, Suki, but you know, that does, that does take a, um, an action from us, an action of faith and to believe that Jesus is my Savior, that he is my Lord. And that that brings me a little bit to uh, the step three in uh, the step program, and that is to surrender my life and my will to the care of God, mm. and um, and that He would believing that He will restore me mm. to sanity. That's a, the second step, and uh, once we're in that relationship, then we can move on to. A recovery journey and a restoration journey. Mm. And there is a solution for yes. those who are living according to the flesh, set their minds on the things of the flesh, which gratify the body. But those who are living according to the spirit, mm. set their minds on the things of the spirit, his will and his purpose. And that's exactly where you mentioned step three, Frederick, that mm. says, I lay down my will and my life to God. Mm. Because if I don't do that and I don't surrender myself, I cannot, I cannot um, align with his will and his plan and his purpose for my life. Verse six in um, chapter eight of the beautiful chapter eight in Romans says, now the mind of the flesh is death both now and forever, because it pursues sin. But the mind of the spirit is life and peace. The spiritual well-being that comes from walking with God, both now and forever. Mm, Yes, but you know, Suki, there's a big amen to this. Mm. But how? You know, I I want us to become a little bit practical. How Mm. do we get this healing and wholeness and a change of mind and a change of direction. Mm -hmm. Mm. Frederick, you know, I went to go and look because we often talk about the word recovery. It's not actually a word Christians use, Mm. right? But actually, we I think we call it more holiness or we call it um, sanctification. sanctification, you know, growing in Jesus, growing away from our sin. That's that's what we traditionally call that. But I looked at the word recovery and I really love it because see how it links in with what we just said about mm. holiness and sanctification. The dictionary explains it as a return to a normal state of health, mind or strength 
or the action or process of regaining possession or control of something stolen or lost. Does that not sound like what happened to Adam and Eve in the garden? <laughs> yes, they got lost. And it's a pity that they didn't have a Christ-centered uh, program mm. and recovery and restoration mm. program to follow. And they wouldn't be able because of Jesus, because Jesus hasn't died yet, mm. right? Mm. And it's because mm. of Jesus that we have that, um, that uh, victory, yes. not in ourselves and just following a program. And, and I think that is something that we really need to stress, Suki, is that the ultimate recovery and restoration comes through Jesus. Um, there are many support groups uh, that are not necessarily Christ-focused, mm. and there are many people that obtain sobriety and um, freedom from their addictions and habits um, but the real deep, deep, deep healing, the root of our, of our struggles and our issues are, are dealt with in Christ Jesus. Mm. And, and that is why we are talking about Christ-centered recovery this month. Mm. And uh, Christ-centered recovery that we can recover what was stolen from us. Mm. And I think the greatest thing that was stolen from us is intimacy. Mm. Intimacy with God, intimacy with others, from out of a point of intimacy with ourselves. Mm. And if we do not journey and we do not deal with the past and look at what we are experiencing today, we cannot move into intimacy. Mm. So why do you say that? You know, Suki, we really need, we, we all have hurts. I, I've been hurt very and sometimes badly abused as, as a young um, boy. And, uh, and we have hang-ups, things that we continually do and we don't want to, we, we don't want to continue doing them. We want to stop and, and habits. And in my case, addictions. And I think in many, be even believers of addictions. And we cannot stop these unless we are in a program that helps us in the journey of getting over mm. these things. Mm. Mm. And part of that journey is to turn to God to mm. restore us from, they say in the, in the step groups, they say sanity, and then you think, no, I'm not insane. But you know, <laughs> if we keep on doing the same thing and we experience mm. a different, uh, we expect a different result, mm -hmm. there's a little bit of insanity when it comes to that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, there definitely is. And, um, so I think what we like to speak about in, in the Christian recovery is serenity. Mm. And even in the 12-step program, they talk about, God, grant me the serenity mm. to accept the things I cannot change. Mm. And, uh, you know, any type of hurt, hang-up or habit or addiction is what steals our serenity. And we need to move into a place where we can find healing and mm. wholeness. And, and restoration of, of, of our serenity. Yeah. But, you know, the Bible talks a lot about peace. God mm. gives peace. And if we look at the, uh, the Hebrew word or maybe the Greek word for peace is shalom. Yeah. Yes. And that shalom is, is restored in your well-being. It's so much more mm. than just the word mm. peace. Mm. So I think the word serenity uh, could be summarized actually by peace and mm. shalom, what the Bible calls a shalom. 
Yeah, and, you know, that is something that we can strive to, that we can work to by surrendering to a program and Mm. surrendering our lives and our wills to God Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. uh, through Jesus Christ. And in community, right? Yes. We cannot do this on our own. So listeners, if you're listening now and you're struggling with an addiction and you say, yes, yes, that's what I will do. Frederick, I remember how many years you struggled Mm. and I struggled with my co-addiction alone on our own and Mm. there was Mm. no results. We had to get to a group of people um, in a Christ-centered kind of recovery in a group Mm. that was helping Mm. us because healing happens in community. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there are churches, Suki, that offer this type of, of healing mm-hmm. and uh, these programs. And one of them is Celebrate Recovery. Mm-hmm. And so, several others, right? Yeah, you need to look others, for this yeah, and, and, at a church that offers something like this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes there are even just home groups where people can share freely, openly, vulnerably, without judgment and condemnation. Um, or looking down upon all gossip that mm. comes from that group. Mm. Because that the moment be- when that comes, there's no mm. restoration. The, uh, to create a safe space, mm. so that is what we mm. really need. And so we're going to continue speaking this month um, with regards to Christ-centered recovery and restoration. And it's so important, Frederick, because I think in Christian community, there's a lot of shame when mm. it comes to addiction, right? That's mm. why I love having this program. I'm so, I feel so privileged that we have this opportunity mm. to talk mm. openly because there's so much stigma when it comes to addiction. And mm. guess what? In many, many churches, there are many addicted people. Yeah, but it's it's covered up um, because of shame. And mm. Jesus came to die for our sin and our shame. Yes, and yeah. therefore it's important to be able to take off our masks and to talk in 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 Christian circles about these things. Not only about the problem, but how to. How to get uh, to recover from it, and how no. to get restored from it, and that it is possible through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And that there is victory, Suki. Mm. We can have victory over our hurts, hangups, and habits and addictions. And yeah, and of course, part of that is surrendering our will and our life to mm-hmm. Him. Mm. The risk of making changes and stop denying that we have a problem, mm-hmm. because that's often what causes us not to do that. Um, don't be comfortable in our pain. Accept responsibility and accept that you have a problem and go and look for help. Mm. So, Suki, we're going to be talking to Trevor uh, um, next week and the week after that. And we, we are just going to be exploring a little bit from his side. What does he experience mm. as a Christ-centered um, recovery and restoration? Also a pastor, right? He's a yes. pastor and uh, a business owner. Mm. So continue to come back, uh, dear listeners, and tell your friends about it, especially friends that you know that struggle with these things that need to listen. Refer them to our podcast. And if you have any comments, please let us know um, at fredericksuki at Pulpit, one word, .co.za, or look us up at the podcast to get some of our previous programs at uh, www.kpulpit.co.za forward slash in, um, podcasts forward slash into me see and uh, get to listen and share it with a friend. Till next time, God bless. 
This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.